Hi, I'm Brenda. And I'm Jessica, and you're listening to the Lifting You Higher podcast. Where we like to take heavy topics and lighten them up. Our goal is to encourage and lift you up on this journey we call life. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. Well, it's February 4th, and we welcome you to Lifting You Higher podcast. And I'm Brenda Hoppus, and this is Jessica Carter. And we're so glad you're here with us today. Um, So today's podcast, we're going to talk about how to share the gospel and lead someone to Christ. Because if you've been following the podcast along, then you know that last podcast in January, we talked about how you have to learn how to love yourself. And we, we kind of based that on Mark twelve thirty three and Luke ten twenty seven where it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So we kind of took that scripture and said, Okay, first we gotta know for well first we have to know that God loves us. Yes. And we have to understand what that is, and that's mm-hmm. not like man love. Right. That's um pure God love. Mm-hmm. And then we have to love ourselves because that's what it says. And so many reasons why we we fail is not because God has abandoned us, right. but because we didn't love ourselves. Yeah. We either um, sabotaged ourselves, <laughs> or we, we w- became cowardly and just didn't do it because we mm-hmm. didn't think we could do it. Right. Which, you know, um, you know, I'm raising my hand, you know, I, when, I think when we get to heaven and we realize what God had planned for us, but we kind of like, that we you missed know, out on. Yeah. ditched it out of just, fear mm-hmm. not loving ourselves yes. and wow. not thinking we were good enough to mm-hmm. d- to enjoy that that we're going to like want to kick ourselves you know <laughs> and um, i'm sure we will yes and so but god will love us anyway so yes, yeah. um so we have to learn how to love ourselves and we talked about the importance of that yes and and that you have to have that love because you have to love other people and you mm-hmm. can't give something you don't have Exactly. So if we don't love ourselves, how can we love someone else? Right. And now the whole premise of being in the kingdom of God is to do what? Bring other people into the into kingdom the of kingdom God. Into the kingdom of God, yes. And you don't have to be Billy Graham. Nope. Or whoever Mm-mm. to do that. We are supposed to be doing it. We're just soldiers out there doing it. Exactly. And and we you don't have you, to be on TV be or mm-hmm. anything. It's just in our daily lives. Exactly. So how do we go about that? Because I think it puts fear on people. Right. I know when I first got saved, they, you know, I was with a, I was very blessed. I was in a circle of friends who were saved and they always like scared the bejeebers out of me because <laughs> they would say, well, watch out with those Baptists. Because when you're you're witnessing the Baptists, you know, that are, they're really, you know, hard. And I was like, I like was, oh, please, Jesus, don't make me come to a Baptist. What would I, what would I say to them? You know, they had yeah. a Baptist background. I would not be able to, you know, witness, yeah. you know, because I, w- I would just be terrified. And I was like, that was the stupidest thing. <laughs> I laugh about it now, but I really was. I was like, okay, just don't. Make yeah. me witness to a Baptist. Well, yeah. they really put the fear of God, especially when you're a new Christian. They're like, okay, well, now you're a Christian. You got to move on. You got to win somebody, win somebody for the kingdom. I was like, oh, like, I so I much pressure. Oh, but anyways, stupid. So we have to, that's our, that's, that's our job. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Is adding, not taking away exactly. or being stale and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. We have to add. And, and every day of your life, you will have opportunities to add mm-hmm. because 
that's again that's what the plan is yeah i mean and there's no pressure here but you have an opportunity every day where you whether you go to the grocery store or to the office or if you're working from home and you're still communicating with coworkers, you have an opportunity to be that light to be that example exactly exactly in fact i'm going to tell an example of that and not to bring not to boast about myself but this is just a perfect example of that is um there's a certain grocery store that i like to shop at um and i was going through the grocery line and i happened to be wearing my church Mm t-shirt and i had that on in a pair of jeans and i was just you know i was not dressed up for grocery shopping but anyway um so the girl that was the clerk was ringing up and she goes and she was young. She was probably like 16, 17, maybe at the most. And she goes, um, so is that your church? And I said, yeah, this is my church. I love it. And she goes, um, yeah, I'm kind of looking for a church. And I said, well, listen, you know, I love my church. And, you know, we talked about the location of it. And and um, she goes, she goes, well, I bike to work. So that would be kind of a far bike. And, and I just thought, okay, oh, here is some fruit mm-hmm. that's laying low on the tree. Yes. And I have an opportunity to you know, if snag it Mm -hmm. and for the kingdom of God. And I said, well, you know what, if you want to come to my church, I will come pick you up and I will take you to my church. And we, and I gave her my phone number and she, and she kind of like shocked. She was like, (laughs) this lady just gave me her phone number. I was like, I was like, yes, all right, I'm giving you my phone number. I said, here's my cell phone number and here's my name. And and if you want to go to church, you call me and I will come get you. And here's the times that we have services. And, and she never did call. But it was planting a seed. Sometimes yes. you don't get to be there for the yeah, big show. Exactly. Sometimes just, you can't see the the fruit, the end fruit. Right. Yeah. You don't get to see it come to fruita- fruitation. Is that the word? Um, fruition. Fruition. Yeah. I like that Again, word. Again, I know I'm making up words fruit- as I go along. <laughs> but um, you. But it was just I was like I like wanted to skip out of the grocery store because it's like yeah I got to you know yeah. witness you know and 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 if she had called me I would have gone. Because I would have gone and got her because mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be in a situation where, you know, you just don't have transportation. And yeah. I was like, I, I will get in my car and I will come get you, girl, and we will go to church. Mm-hmm. And But she never called. But anyway, so, um, but that was an example of 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 loving your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is a perfect example. of So we're not thinking about, don't think about grandioso, you know, I'm going to hold a, tent revival in my yard and invite all my neighbors don't do that (laughs) that's not what we're talking about we're just talking about daily living yes and being a witness and harvester Mm -hmm. for the kingdom of god exactly yeah it doesn't have to take be this big grandiose thing it's just loving people and we talked last podcast about loving yourself and you can't love other people unless you love yourself so it is a it is a process, but yeah, loving your neighbor it's important. But it is kind of difficult sometimes, you know. Like we're, <laughs> it's really difficult sometimes to love your neighbor who, you know, yeah. turns their stereo up to like I don't know a thousand, you know, midnight or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. I am, um, yeah, that goes. So, and we're not just talking about neighbor student. Your neighbor can be your coworker. Yes. Your neighbor can be a family member. Um, your neighbor is the grocery the clerk. store clerk. Yeah. Your um, your neighbor is everywhere. Mm-hmm. The postman. Your neighbor is everywhere. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. So we have to open our minds. I think um, we always think, well, that's the pastor's job. Nope. That past that is really not the pastor's job. Nope. It's your. It's 
it's our job. Yes. And so. Um, yeah. And just a little um, side note, you will want to tune in for next um, the third Thursday of February's podcast because we're going to be talking about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The about, different areas. That's so. right. So we need to we need to be ready, mm-hmm. you know, Prepared. girded up yeah. and ready at any time to spread the gospel. And we need not to be f- afraid of it because because I believe that, you know, I probably got saved the old fashioned way. I don't know about you, but I got saved it and they don't even do these anymore. I got saved at a winter camp meeting. Oh. Half the population doesn't even know what that is. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't think we're going to see that anymore. Yeah. I think it's really going to be a one-on-one let me tell you about it. I mean, that's what's happening in China. That's mm-hmm. what's happening in Russia. It, you know, this is a one-on-one. And really, truly, that's the way it probably should be. I mean, I know we know we had Peter who stood up and yeah, I mean, on the third day and you know, whatever it was. I forget. Don't be too mad at me if I get quoted <laughs> wrong. You know, he stood up and he, and he did a mass salvation call. Yes. And people were saved, you know, in droves. Mm-hmm. I think now it's going to, we're going to, situation where it really is going to have to be one-on-one. Yes. And we're yeah, going to have to get off our booties and do it. Yes. And, um, like now is our time with what the world is facing now and all of the drama happening. Now is our time to be that light because we're living in a dark world right now. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's going to help people see you know, is the light of God, the light and love of, of Jesus. So it's important for us to just be kind to one another and be and just because that's how you show the love of Christ to somebody else is you just be kind. That's right. That's Genuine right. interest in them. And it doesn't have to be some like, hey, do you know Jesus when you just met them? That's not <laughs> you've got to plant the seed first. And let I it know. Grow. God bless you. Don't do that. Uh yeah, I mean, unless you really are hearing from the Holy Spirit yes. that you need to ask that question True. straight up front. You know, part of your, your when what we're calling is really witnessing, part of your witnessing is just the way you live your life, you know. Um, and like Jessica said, are you nice to people, your co-workers? What's important is, is how you live your life, and that's your witness. And if you've been living kind of like, Jesse James, <laughs> you may have to clean that up a bit yeah. so that you can be a witness. So somebody wants to hear about Jesus from you. Mm-hmm. And I know in my, my own perfect, perfect example is that, um, for eight years I had chronic pain in my joints and I didn't want, and I didn't want to have surgery to get it fixed. And I didn't realize how in those eight years I was not a very pleasant person, oh. even though I was saved, I was just not pleasant to be around. Yeah. And, um, and because I was having to to cope with that and there's just nothing left to be nice so i was not a nice co-worker i was not a really nice friend i was just not a very pleasant person to be around mm-hmm. and then once i had the surgery and got healed it was like i was a whole new person yeah and i realized oh my gosh i just spent i was i was embarrassed about how mm-hmm. i was but i knew that i i couldn't go back and fix that mm-hmm. all i could do is be a better person yeah so then I started working on repairing my reputation. Mm-hmm. And so for some of us, once we get saved, we do need to repair our reputation and before we can be a good witness because right. the people are not going to want to hear something from someone who was, you know, not very nice. Exactly. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> or was not a nice person or not a pleasant person to be around. Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes we have to first, before we can witness, just clean up the reputation. Yes. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of number one is, does your reputation open enough for people to want to be around you Mm -hmm. and hear what you got to say? And that can also work. If you're like a very judgmental or you're very black and white, if you, you know, if you, you just need to watch your reputation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you, how do others perceive you? That's good. Yeah. And so once you got that down, then you're ready for step number two. And that is, um, you just have to, well, actually for step number one is everybody is open, fair game yes. to witness to. Yes. Everybody is fair game to witness to at any time. <laughs> yes. And it's your job. Number two is, is your reputation mm-hmm. cleaned up that people will want to hear what you have to say? Right. And that may take a couple of years. I know it took, it took a couple of years with my family. Because I would say I was probably saved 10 years before I started seeing some kind of respect for my lifestyle. Uh, yeah. You know, for living for Christ and not being made fun of it mm-hmm. or not being skeptic of it or just thinking, well, this is just something she's into now. And, you know, next week she'll be into something else. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it took about 10 years of really building a, a strong foundation of my reputation before they would tar- start to take me seriously. Mm. And it was amazing. And it was, you know, that was amazing. I remember one Christmas we were sitting around the table getting ready to have Christmas dinner. And my mother asked if I would pray over the meal. And I about oh. fell out of my chair. Yeah. You know, and I was like, wow. but, but it just took a long time mm-hmm. to build that up so that people would take me, credi- be credible and take me seriously of what I had to say. Right. So number three is then, then you've got to discern when is the right time to start talking mm-hmm. about Jesus. I mean, like the girl, the grocery clerk, clerk, that just kerplunked right in my lap. That was like a no brainer. I was like, yeah. go for it. You know, but there might be, t- you have to really discern when is a good time to start talking about mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, you know. Um, yeah. Use your discernment on yeah. that. Because if they're, and if you start asking them questions about, hey, do you go to church? And they they just instantly lock up. Then, you know, that's not the right time to start talking about Jesus to that person. Right. You know, you still show your kindness and you show the love and light, but. It's just not the right time. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, it's sometimes when people are going through a death, it may or may not be a right time. Mm-hmm. You just really need to ask God, when is the right time for me to start talking to this person about yep. this? Um, I can remember when my father was sick, I, I went and saw him and I specifically talked about, you know, where did he know where he was going when he died? Because yeah. he had lung cancer and it was like, you know, this was going to happen unless there was some kind of miracle that was a that was timing that was timing that needed to be done but probably not good timing you know when he first heard about the news that would (laughs) not have been good timing yes or um so you really have to discern when is a good time to come and talk to someone Mm -hmm. about jesus and about what where do you know where you're going when you die yeah and and it's just it's just like a conversation like you and i are having back and forth it doesn't have to be I think sometimes, well, for me, when I first, after I became a Christian and they were talking about, okay, now it's your turn to go, you know, win the world. It was like, it had to be this big thing where like we sat down and, you know, like, I don't know. It was just so weird in my mind, but it's different. Like, it's just a conversation that you're having with a friend. I think we really have to crack this, this miss, this misunderstanding Mm -hmm. Just crack it open and throw it to the side yeah. that we, our daily lives are where we get to, to win people to Jesus Christ. It's in yes. our daily lives. It's in everything we do. 
And um, it's not something just saved for Sunday morning. It's not something that your pastor is supposed to be doing. It's something we're supposed to be doing in our daily mm-hmm. life. If we can break that that big fat lie or that misunderstanding, I don't know what you want to call it, yeah. deception, mm-hmm. it, it break that off people and and take the blinders off and help them understand that this is the way it's supposed to be. Yes. Um, and so, and I don't know, I think, if it's, I think maybe sometimes Americans are like that. We're so used yes. to, you know, well, let's go see Billy Graham and <laughs> I'm going to take you to Billy Graham yeah. Crusader. I guess let me take it. you to church. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you'll get saved. We'll go to church. And you know, we're so used to not having to do that. But there's got to be a shift, mm-hmm. a, a real shift in our understanding and our perception of things yes. that it's really on us to do. And um, and I know that people in and you can talk, speak about this without really giving much um, um, information away. But you know, in other countries, this is the way it goes down. Yes. It is on the individual shoulders mm-hmm. to to witness and bring bring people to Christ. There's no mass gathering. No. And, no. you know, the gospel is spread that way. It is a one-on-one way. So, you yeah. know, you, you have examples of that probably. Yeah. So um, with our organization, we teach um, that you need to find a person of peace. So you find that person of peace who's not going to go report you to the authorities. Yeah. And that takes a lot of discernment and a lot of uh, trust on the Holy Spirit side. And so they have... So you find that person of peace and then you go to their home if they're willing to open their home to you and you, they just start talking, having a conversation. It could be about what they do for a living and then slowly transition into, well, do you know who this awesome guy Jesus is? You know, it's not a big grandiose thing like we keep saying, but yeah, they just take it a little, little baby step at a time. But the most important is to find that person of peace, especially in crazy countries where you could get killed for sharing the gospel. Right, right. Yeah. So thank God we're not. So yeah, we're lucky. Discerning when you need to start um, talking about Jesus and about yeah. getting about salvation and about His love, and then, and then the fourth one um, is you really need to explain how the love of God. I mean, and that is part of you have to understand. That includes the part that Jesus died on the cross mm-hmm. so that you can have a relationship back with God. It talks, you know, you really need to understand that little concept about, and you should understand it if you have Jesus in your heart. Yes. You should understand yes. it because somebody explained it to you. Mm-hmm. And so you just need to be able to, you know, find the language that makes you comfortable mm-hmm. that says, you know what, Jessica, you know, God loves you. Not like man. This is pure love and he has a son named jesus who died on a cross so that you could be a part of that family Mm -hmm. and and so you need to find your words that make you feel comfortable yes that explains that you know there's like about a bazillion different translations of the bible out there okay yes so it's like light bulb (laughs) you know that that makes you uh, so that you can understand the word that you're reading Mm -hmm. the bible that you're reading and so you need to find the translation in your heart Yes. And in your voice that still covers the foundation principles mm-hmm. that God loves you, that he sent his son to die for you, that if you want to be in the kingdom of God, you accept Jesus as your savior. You just need to find that translation in within yourself that makes you feel comfortable to talk about it to somebody. Right. And there's no wrong way. As long as you tell them that um, God loves them and that, that God sent his only son to die for them, for their sins then I, you're good. Right. And I in the um, show notes, I'll 
leave an example of one way of the the many that you can walk them through. And it's kind of a drawing. So for the more visual people, it's a little bit easier to understand. Right. And yeah, because are you talking about the mountain picture? Uh, Roman Road. Oh, so it's okay. yeah, it's just easy to draw. But OK. Yeah. We'll talk about that for a second. OK. So, yeah, I think you had that right here. So. Because I've never heard of this. This is new for me. Yeah. So um, it's kind of it's going to be hard for me to describe oh. if you're listening. But so it's like you're drawing a road and um, you use um, for all of. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's Romans 3.23. So you walk you walk them through and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So you have kind of like these L brackets on either side and there's a gap in the middle and you add the cross because Jesus came and died on the cross. And that's the only way we can get to the eternal life and the gift. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, uh, but just, just. Just find your language, your yes. wording of of it, and find, uh, like, I've, I've never seen this Roman road. I like it, but I have one. Um, I have one at home that's got the little picture. I didn't know that was that was that what that, that was, yeah. you know, that you draw the, draw the little stick man picture, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for visual people. Yeah. And, um, you know, that all you need is a napkin and a pen. Hey. Yeah. You can and be on the, a flight and <clears throat> share the gospel. That's right. Or in a coffee shop or anywhere. Anywhere. Um, where you have someone that you have, um, that they know that they can trust your reputation, that you're not some um, person that is nice one day and crazy the next, but that has really shown fruit of living for Christ mm-hmm. and that you want to um, share that with them. And so, yeah, so understand how to explain, explain the gospel. You know, there's always John three sixteen or John ten ten. These are, you know, classic scriptures that people can use. And you don't have to use those. And you can, you know, you can get on the internet. Well, I don't know about the internet. That might be kind of scary. But, um, <laughs> you know, ask your pastor. That would be the perfect question. Go. Oh, my gosh. Your pastor would probably be doing cartwheels. Yes. If probably. you went to them and said, hey, can you give me some literature that would help me um, get out there and really feel comfortable about yeah. sharing the gospel with people? He, he or she would probably be like, you know swinging from the trees so happy and i was like finally somebody gets it <laughs> so um, and then you just take that and then you just make it on your own language yeah okay so that you feel comfortable with it and just tuck it in your pocket so once you've shared the gospel with someone you know where you've you found your translation that you feel comfortable with it still hits all the high points that you have to god is the, god god is the only god jesus is the son of god he's come to save you, you the only way to get into the kingdom of god is to accept jesus as your savior you've saved you've covered the 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 points that must be covered for salvation and yes. you and you will know them if you did it yeah you know exactly what we're talking about then you now comes the time where for the person to confess mm-hmm. and say hey i want that i want what you got yeah. and um so um it's always important to and i know um as christians traditional christians we like them to recite a prayer yeah. you, know, you say that <laughs> and just you know and sometimes if the other person is looking at you kind of like i don't i don't know what to say you know mm-hmm. kind of blank you can help them out you can yeah. say okay you know when i just start and you just follow along, and then you add stuff if you something pops up in your head, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that is just them saying, "Yes, I accept Jesus as my savior. Yes, I know that God is the one true God." So once you've um, you've got this person and you've presented the the gospel, and you know we know the gospel. God was 
God, the only God, true God, that Jesus was the son of God Mm -hmm. and that to get into the kingdom of God, we must confess our sins and accept Jesus as our savior. You've got those concrete points that must be addressed. Yes. Once that's taken care of the person, lots of times we like the person to, they have to confess it with their mouth. They have to say, yes, I want that. And I want that exactly. And, and tell me what I have to do to get that. Well, then you know that they need to confess it themselves, just yes. like you did. Yeah. In fact, sometimes part of witnessing is just telling somebody your testimony. Yeah. You know, say, this is what a hot mess I was, <laughs> and this is how God saved me, if, and, if and I just knew. think maybe you might want to give it a try. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so once they say, yeah, I want that, then lots of times we need them to, well, we do need them to confess it. Lots of times we like to fall back on a mm-hmm. traditional prayer, and again, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. You it can know, be just, simple. Just, you know, like, yes, Jesus, I want that. I want a life with you, and I am a sinner. And, you know, like, right. it's easy. It doesn't and, It doesn't have to be specific words, and only these specific words will get you into heaven, because that's, that's not the case. Not and, if, the case. and if they look at you like, uh, I don't know what to say, you know, you can start it. You know, I like to say, listen, I'm going to start it, and you can follow along. And then yeah. when you, something pops in your head that you want to add, you know, add it, just say it and we'll go, you know, we'll, we'll just make it. You just need to confess. You need to say out loud that you've agreed to this and that you want it. Yes. And, um, to make it real. And so once that's happened, then it's like, you know, the Bible, the Bible says that all the heavens, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing Yeah, because one more person has been added to the kingdom. Then we celebrate and you, you got to be the tool that draw it, you know, did it. And so I hate that word that that tool has been, I been, know. <laughs> you know, street language has made it to be such a bad thing. Yes. Because darn it, I'm taking it back for the kingdom of God. Because yes. you want to be a tool for the kingdom of God. Stop it. Yes. Stop you using it used. in a bad way. Yes. That's right. So um, so now the best thing has happened is, okay, so this person has entered the kingdom of God. They're now part of the God's family. So there is still one more step left. Mm-hmm. And that one step left is that now you have someone, if you went to the hospital and had a baby, you would not leave the baby in the hospital parking lot, would nope. you? You would take it home and you would care for it and develop it. So I'm not saying that you need to invite this person in your house, although there might be a situation where you might have to do that. Um, I'm not saying that this is what is now required of you. Yeah. It's simply now you have brought someone into the kingdom of God. God has used you to do that. And so there's this fancy word called discipleship. And that's, again, that is not on your pastor's shoulders. It is on you because you were the one that brought God used to bring this person into the kingdom of Mm -hmm. God. So now you can't just leave this poor person to the world. Yeah. I mean, because they'll just get the cannoli beat out of them. You know, you've got to, I just used to buy word, I guess. (laughs) Cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) You have to watch one of the past podcasts to know what about that. But anyway, so, um. But it's now your responsibility to um, bring this person along so that they don't get beat up by the world and that they um, be able to bring, grow roots mm-hmm. and, and be able to function and be a protective person in the kingdom of God. Yes. And so what does that mean? That means that you're accountable to two, to take care of them. And what does taking care of mean? That means including them into wherever you go to church. Yeah. You know, if you need to come by and pick them up and bring them to church, go. Yeah. If you need to call them and say, hey, you know, I didn't see a Sunday. Are you coming the next Sunday? Then do that. Do that. Know that, you know, you it's on. It's you that is the one that needs to bring them in. Yes. Um, 
if you need to help them, you know, when I got saved, I had to go through my house with a garbage bag and throw a bunch of crap away. You know, do you need to go over there with them and say, let's get this stuff out of here that is not of God so that you don't have to worry about it being in there and maybe tempting them to come back, go back into the world. It's just gone. Um, Yeah. Set them up with some of your friends and I mean, include them in your church family because that's, that's. Iron turpins iron. Like when we're together as a body of believers, then we encourage each other, and and that helps from helps us, especially a new believer, from swaying back to the old life. That's right. And let me tell you, if you have children, and you are you've led someone to Christ, it is on you mm-hmm. to be there to bring to help them grow roots, because you are showing your children yeah. how to disciple. They're seeing it straight in their house that this is how God intended it to be. Mm-hmm. That we first witness to people, and then once they accept Jesus, we make a relationship with them to disciple them yeah. so that they stay in the kingdom of God and aren't tempted to go back out into the world. And that is a profound teaching for your children mm-hmm. because, again, somehow we have forgotten to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, we're called to disciple. We're called to, yeah. And we don't do a very good job of that. I know. I think, I wish that we could like match, I don't know, Kerplunka. Everybody got a, a moment to be complunked in a church in China or a church oh, yeah. in somewhere else for just one day mm-hmm. and see how it's really supposed to work. Culture shock. Because um, we have gotten so lax in it. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking that it's, it's not our job, you know, and it is our job. It's, it's a daily thing that's yes. supposed to be a part of our job is loving our neighbor and, and witnessing to them so that they come to the kingdom of God too. Yep. Exactly. Well, um, we're out of time. We, um, we thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we hope this was helpful. Um, if you have questions, go to your pastor or send us a message on Facebook um, at Lifting You Higher podcast. Yes. Um, but I just speak a blessing over everybody watching at home or, or listening wherever you are. Um, we are so grateful to get to do this, and um, we just are so thankful for each of you. Um, but don't forget that you are loved. You are beautiful. You God has a purpose for your life. Um, and you're wanted. So if you ever feel like you aren't any of those, just remember you are, and you can always contact us. We'll tell you how. We'll tell you again. <laughs> we'll tell you, you again. Over and over again. until you believe it. That's right.